This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Travis Schreier with the BamaOnline.com staff following the media viewing period at Wednesday's football practice at the University of Alabama. We've had rain showers throughout the day, really started overnight last night and into Wednesday. And with that, the Alabama Crimson Tide working out indoors inside the Hank Crisp indoor facility, Alabama in full pads, as it hits the midway point of its second of two bye weeks for the 2019 season, of course, next week. Going to have a little uh, preparation for a pretty sizable football game involving the LSU Tigers. The Crimson Tide will be looking to make it nine in a row over LSU in the series. As for today, a highly anticipated practice because Nick Saban himself has mentioned specifically that he expects Tua Tonga Bailoa to take part in today's practice. Now, a very brief media viewing period in there today, which sort of leads you to think that they were trying to get us out there, out of there so they could get Tua maybe in there. Regardless, we didn't see Tua Tonga Bailoa again during a very brief media viewing period Um, we'll hear from Nick Saban following the practice today he will address reporters following today's workout so certainly he'll be asked about to his involvement today at that point and you will certainly hear more from Alabama's head coach on Tua coming up probably around 6 central or so that's typically what time on Wednesdays you get Nick Saban in that post practice uh, news conference but again for everyone who's still joining us here on the segment, and I see the numbers grow, it seems like, by the millisecond. Uh, Tua Tonga-Vailoa, at least during the media viewing period, which was very brief, uh, not out there with Mac Jones, Talia Tonga-Vailoa, Paul Tyson, Braxton Barker, and the rest of those guys, Steve Sarkeesian, of course, overseeing the work from those quarterbacks. Again, we'll not be entirely surprised when we hear from Nick Saban a little bit later today over the Naylor Stone media suite that uh, Tua, on some level at least, participated in the Wednesday practice. Otherwise, it looked like you were getting some good news from a couple of guys that you didn't see for the entirety, or at least for the entirety of the time that the ones were out there against Arkansas on Saturday night. You did see Landon Dickerson back in drills on Wednesday, snapping the football. Uh, The big man was replaced by Chris Owens during the Arkansas game, not believed to be a major injury to a lower extremity for the Florida State grad transfer. So, Lana Dickerson back in drills. Didn't see Evan Neal maybe doing as much. Um, obviously did not see Miller Forstall at the tight end position. Uh, he's dealing with, as what Nick Saban described earlier on Wednesday, as a voice box injury. I uh, hear about a lot of injuries in football. Uh, but the voice box you usually don't see on injury reports. But that's the situation for the redshirt junior tight end right now. So with that, you're looking at Major Tennyson. You're looking at Cameron Latou, um, Jalil Billingsley, the true freshman. And, of course, some of the converted offensive linemen like Chris Owens, like Kendall Randolph. And there's other possibilities to sort of help cover for Major 
Forstall because, excuse me, Miller Forstall because this is a guy that you utilize in a number of different ways. He has some versatility at the position, provides you with some scheme diversity, and that you can flex him out. You can kind of give a four wide receiver set look with him out there. And opponents have to respect it. Miller Forstall, a good enough receiver that you have to account for him in those situations. Major Tennyson, you know, it brings into some potentially interesting scenarios for LSU and LSU dealing with an injury in that matchup as well as Grant Delpit, the All-American safety hobble right now. We'll see how his progress ramps up as we get closer to kickoff a week from Saturday afternoon. So from an injury standpoint, that was about the extent of it. You got a couple of defensive backs that the last couple of days look like they've been in and out a little bit. Jared Maiden didn't play against Arkansas with a groin strain. Um, Shaheen left Saturday's game. Uh, you've seen those guys in and out the last couple of days. Kind of a, a initial feel, at least, that they should be okay uh, moving forward. Ali Caho dealing with a fractured hand that he sustained in the game Saturday night in a black non-contact jersey the last couple of days, including today, but he continues to work with those inside linebackers. Some critical pieces to this defensive puzzle that you really needed healthy going into this bye week and looking ahead to LSU. Raquan Davis, good. Terrell Lewis, good. Anthony Jennings, good. Those are three guys that when you talk about pass rush, you're going to have to get exceptional play from that trio uh, against LSU. And Alabama's pass rush was really effective last year. Sacked Joe Burrow five times down in Baton Rouge. But as Nick Saban said on Wednesday, this is an entirely different beast, this LSU offense this time around. LSU, the last three games against Alabama, has scored, what, 10 points? It's amazing, isn't it? 10 points. And hasn't scored 20, hasn't hit 20 points at any point in this eight-game losing streak. But, again, the big news by LO, at least during the media viewing, it's not out there with the quarterbacks. Again, Nick Saban going to address the media following practice, and at that point you sort of fully expect uh, to hear that on some level Tua got some work in today and explain that situation about the way you would expect for a quarterback who kind of for a coach who kind of has that uh, luxury of uh, uncertainty at the quarterback position I guess you could say it puts LSU in a position of preparing for multiple guys but in terms of what they're asked to do and what their strengths are probably not a big difference between Tua Tagovailoa and Mac Jones and that's not to say that Mac Jones is on par with Tua Tagovailoa as a quarterback. That's not the point at all. It's just that both excel uh, in the passing game, obviously. You know, you don't see both those guys doing a lot in the design quarterback run area. So there you go. That's an update from Wednesday's practice at the University of Alabama. The Crimson Tide will work out two more times. One of those tomorrow, we will have media availability. Charlie Potter always going to have those practice reports for you at BamaOnline.com, so he'll have you up to speed as well. Uh, we've got a couple of new fresh podcasts for you, one with Tim Watts that dropped around noontime today at BamaOnline.com. We had one with Charlie Tuesday night last night, so we got a lot of stuff for you. Hank South, as always, turning out tremendous coverage from a recruiting standpoint. But again, coming up in a little bit, Nick Saban will address the media. Charlie Potter, Kirk McNair, they'll have that conference covered for you wall-to-wall. 
and we certainly encourage you to keep it locked right here to BamaOnline.com, and we thank you, as always, for joining us here on the Facebook home of BOL. Have a great rest of your Wednesday, everybody.